Welcome to the Heroic Soul Podcast. I am your host, Camille Joyce, founder of the Heroic Soul. I believe that when we are willing to commit to ourselves and discover the deepest part of who we are, we can become our own hero. As we do this, we then have the ability to love ourselves and extend that love to our neighbors, ultimately creating a better world. I am excited to share more with you and hope you enjoy today's message. The partner who is experiencing the gaslighting to them, they're in this constant state of psychic dancing themselves. Today you will have the privilege to hear from Dr. Christy Overstreet, a clinical sexologist, psychotherapist, and author of the Fix Yourself First podcast. She is here to share with you her insights on how you can overcome dealing with gaslighting in your relationships. I originally aired this episode in November of 2019, and I am really excited for you to hear our conversation today. Dr. Christy Overstreet is such a light in this world, motivating and inspiring others through the work she does. Her kindness and authenticity is impactful, and I will hope you will find great value in our discussion. Hey, Christy. Hey, Camille. Thank you so much for the gift of your time and for being a guest on my podcast. You are truly, truly a positive influence in my life and an inspiration and light in the world. It's an honor to have you here today. Oh, Camille, thanks so much for saying that. That means a lot, and I feel the same way about you and your message that you're putting out into the world. And I'm really grateful. As much as I at times really don't like social media, I am appreciative of it because I get to meet great people just like you. So thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. And I would agree as well. Social media is just one of those things we put our time and our energy in, but it does give us the opportunity to connect with really great and amazing people. So I'm very thankful for our connection and getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so if it's all right, I'd love for you to share a little more about yourself before getting into today's topic of gaslighting. Can you tell us more about your journey, your work on relationships, and in particular, the one we have with ourselves? Sure. I'll make it really brief as far as my role as a therapist and focusing on relationships. In the role of becoming a therapist, I really stumbled upon it, and it really found me um, through my life. And with that being said, that focus on relationships is I've had my dose of unhealthy relationships. And what I've learned through those, along with the work of work on individuals over the last 13 years, is that when we focus on ourselves and improving ourselves, every relationship's affected, especially those personal relationships, meaning, you know, for example, in past unhealthy relationships I've been in, a lot of times it was me being the issue and unhealthiness on my end. So once I realized when I got healthy as an individual, I stopped putting up with unhealthy relationships and it gave me the chance to say, what do I want out of my own personal relationships? And the healthier I got, the better relationships that I got. So this idea of focusing on self and self-change in order to get a better relationship has been really effective personally and professionally for the folks that I work with. Well, that goes into my next question. You've answered it pretty much already, but why the relationship mm -hmm. with ourselves 
is so important. And it aligns so much with what I believe in is that when we love ourselves, in order for us to love others and our neighbors, we have to have that love for ourselves. And so that relationship is very uh, critical. It is. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we have to love ourselves 100% of the time, 24 hours a day. There's days when we're just not liking how things are going. And I think it's really easy for us to put pressure on ourselves that if we're not loving ourselves, what's wrong with us, um, you know, all the time. And that idea that when we are our best selves, we're only going to put up with best relationships. Because when we change, those relationships change. Now, some people say, you know, if we can't change our partners, we can change ourselves. And sometimes those people that we're connected to, they'll change for the better. And then sometimes they won't stick around. And even though that might be a loss, it's really what we needed to happen because you can't have one healthy person and one unhealthy person and expect a relationship to work. This doesn't work that way. Right, right. Well, and part of (laughs) loving ourselves is is loving that we are not perfect and that we are not going to be perfect all the time. I was going to say, you're exactly right, and that's that permission, right, that we don't have to be perfect. Right, and, you know, if in being who the, who we are, doing the best that we can in the relationship uh, that we have with someone else, it's, if the person leaves, it's for the best for us, I guess, like you said. It may not be the best thing to stay in that relationship for ourselves or for the other person, and it's okay. Yeah, that, that's a hard part about it. You know, I think a lot of times we don't want to change for the better or to do what's healthy for us because of the fear that it's highly likely that it's not going to work out. So sometimes we may ignore making the change we need to make because we don't want to lose, even though the person's unhealthy or the relationship's unhealthy, it's still a relationship and a person. And there's a lot of fear behind that. And I think fear is one of the biggest things that keep us stuck in our place from growing. Yeah, Absolutely. So how does uh, the relationship with oneself uh, carry into the relationship with others when it comes to, I, I guess, uh, recognizing and seeing that, that there may be an unhealthy relationship on your hands? It can be difficult, I think, for people to spot mm-hmm. those unhealthy relationships or those unhealthy behaviors in those relationships wow. that can take place. Is it fair to say that that is the case? Yeah, definitely. It's really hard to see those unhealthy behaviors in, in the people that we're with at times. But when you're in yourself and something's not feeling right, like you know just something's not right, the first step if that relationship's not feeling right is to say, am I doing everything I need to be doing? Am I keeping myself healthy as possible? Am I speaking up about what my needs are? Am I practicing self-care? Am I getting my needs met? So we start with ourselves to say, what do I need to fix? And as we do that, we start realizing, wait a minute, this is healthy. I'm doing this behavior, but my partner's not. Can I continue on in this relationship if they're not going to do the behavior? Because the other part of this is accepting the person to who they are and not having this unrealistic expectation that our partners are going to change the way we're changing. They may not. And to spot, the healthier we get, the easier it is to spot the behaviors that we're not going to put up with anymore in relationships. And I know there's a lot of dynamics that keep people in healthy relationships such as time invested, right? Kids is a big one, right? You have kids, you have to really think about you know, what's going to be the best decision. And then families and extended families, you know, taking into effect that I'm going to be losing them, they're going to be losing me, it's going to be really hard, what is that going to be like? But when we have a solid sense of self of who we are and what we deserve and what we don't deserve, and it's realistic, 
those unhealthy behaviors in our partners will be blaring so much that you just can't put up or deal with it anymore because it begins to bring you down. And that's where you have to draw that line and have that boundary and make that decision. So after you've worked on yourself, you've seen those patterns of unhealthiness in your partner, then you say, have I shared all this with my partner? Have I given them the chance to make the changes that they need to make? And they're going to show you real quick, either by actions or words. And when you see nothing but words happen and you're not seeing actions, that's telling you that you need to take some type of step in that relationship. Absolutely. And that brings in that love for oneself again. I'm just thinking that Mm -hmm. if you get to a place where the partner is not making those changes that, that they may need to or is behaving in a way that is unsettling to you or unhealthy to you, part of loving yourself is saying, I'm not going to allow this anymore and I need to step away or, or do whatever it is you need to to uh, help yourself. Absolutely. And I think what happens a lot of times is people wait too long to say, I've got to prioritize myself. I need to show myself this love. And they think they're going to change, they're going to change, they're going to change. And, you know, unless that person wants to change and it be internal, intrinsic, um, you know, that force to change, it's not going to happen. So I'm not saying you have to run quickly out of a relationship, but make sure you check all the boxes. Right. And most importantly, you're keeping yourself healthy and loving yourself to say, I can't continue to go down this negative path because it will self, it will destroy you as well in the long run. Yeah. Yes. Regardless of how healthy you are. So I want to go specifically onto the gaslighting topic and what it is. The mm-hmm. definition of gaslighting essentially is just the manipulating someone by psychological means for that person to yeah. question their own sanity, right? Wow. So can you tell us a little bit more about what gaslighting is? What's really happening in these instances if we're going to talk about a, a, that specific unhealthy behavior? Right. Well, and that's important. Gaslighting is such a... a big problem. And I think sometimes people get lost in kind of that, that definition of what it is. And it's like, oh, well, that can't be what they're doing because they're not consciously manipulating. Right. And really what comes down to is, just like you said, it, a lot of times the person who is the gaslighter in the relationship doesn't realize they're doing it in that way. They're just doing what they've always done. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing whatever they need to do to get their way, what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. And the technique is to really project onto the other partner, blaming the other partner, confusing the other partner by saying, that's not how it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Or that's not really the truth. That's not exactly it. And what happens is the partner who is experienced the gaslighting to them they're in this constant state of second-guessing themselves, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Am I losing my mind? Because that partner who is the gaslighter is so really good at projecting that stuff on them. Mm, yeah, that's so interesting to me. And how does that relationship one with oneself help in these instances? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's so important, right? That's why I love your focus on you know, self-love, acceptance of self, because when you have that, you have a foundation. So you have a foundation of, wait a minute, I know who I am. I know what my thoughts are. I know what I saw happen. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm feeling like, wait a minute, this person saying this is how it happened. I'm not losing my mind. I know exactly how it happened. So there's this sense of strength in self. Now, someone has uh, someone who has really low self-confidence, low self-esteem, doesn't have a really solid foundation of who they are. They're going whichever way the wind blows by that gaslighter, right? So they don't have firm roots in who they are. So they're going to be really easily moved from 
from space to space or wherever that gaslighter is pushing them to. So the sense of self, I know who I am. I know what's happening right now is I don't know what's true about it. I don't know what's not true about it, but I know what I do. I know what I don't do. I know what I believe in. And that strength of self will help you say, hmm, something's just not right. Let me talk with a friend. Ask his friend what's happening. Let me talk with someone else. Um, the other thing when you have a strong sense of self in this type of situation is write down what's happening. If they're telling you something and you're feeling really icky about it, journal it somewhere. Or if they tell you something in this uh, red flag or this bell going off inside, you write it down. So when they go back and say that didn't happen, you know, wait a minute, yes, it did. I remember writing about that. So you knowing that says, I've got the strength of myself to believe that my reality is my reality and I'm going to stay strong as I am. Yes, and paying attention to how you feel and what's happening in the situation, which would be a, a good tool for people to to spot the gaslighting and know if it is happening to them. Uh, maybe not right at the moment, but like you said, go mm-hmm. and journal it. Say, this is the, uh-huh. something that I experienced. This didn't feel right about it. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to write it down and look back at it or ask somebody uh, with an outsider's perspective to see what they think uh, may be wow. going on there. Um so it's it's really an interesting topic to me because in my work, I focus on those who have been emotionally abused. And mm-hmm. I believe that gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse for anyone who has been emotionally abused or, like you said, may not have that self-esteem or that strong sense of self. Gaslighting mm-hmm. can be more prominent in those they bring into their mm-hmm. lives. And, uh, you know, it's not all the time, but the one who has been abused seemed to be an easy target for that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can someone who has been maybe emotionally abused or may not have that self-esteem, I guess that, uh, that extent of uh, self-confidence or, or awareness mm-hmm. of what's happening. How can they protect themselves from this type of behavior moving forward as they're kind of working through that recovery? That's a, that's a great question because it can be difficult to spot. I think one technique that someone can do regardless of the amount of confidence or self-esteem they have to start is to write down what they want in a relationship and what they deserve in a relationship, what values are important to them in a relationship. Just writing that out, regardless of the kind of relationship they're currently in, writing that out gives word and power to what they're looking for. So when they when we go to a different activity and saying, well, what type of behavior actions is happening in your current relationship on another list, then you can compare it and say, whoa, this is what's actually really happening. This is what This doesn't line up with what I value or what I'm looking for. That gets a person, especially someone that um, has gone through emotional abuse and may not have that strength, putting it down on paper and writing it out gets outside themselves and lets them kind of build that framework. The other thing is to kind of almost think of this checklist that they're watching out for. Is this person always projecting their stuff on me? Are they trying to make me feel confused or throwing out things to make me feel like I'm being confused or not remembering? Or um, is this person telling me, they're going to do one thing, but they always do something opposite. Mm-hmm. Words not lining up with actions mm-hmm. or being in denial. Am I in a relationship with someone that hardly ever takes accountability or remorse or says, you know, I'm sorry, I screwed up. That's one of the biggest things when it comes to gaslighting is a person that just doesn't take responsibility. Or if they do, it's when things are really, 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 really bad and they seem like they're losing you. Then they're going to be a little bit quicker to come around and say, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry you would love. 
uh, briefly and temporarily, and then they go back to the same behavior, and then you're in another cycle. So knowing some of those things would definitely help that person who's healing from emotional abuse to be aware if it's happening in their relationship or potential future relationships. Yeah, well, I can see how writing down what it is you want in relationships will help you with the relationship in yourself, like what we talked about at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then when you are in the relationship and you're experiencing something like that or just something seems off or feels off or you're getting some red flags, keeping a record sort of and just paying attention mm-hmm. to the pattern. Are you getting to a spot yeah. where you're recognizing it and you're bringing awareness to the person about it and they're showing all that love and apologizing and then, but then they revert back to that sort of behavior. Um, and when you've got that better relationship with yourself, then you have the strength and the courage to step away after you've observed and realize that that is something that you may be going through and that it isn't healthy to you. Right. Absolutely. Do you have any other thoughts on the relationship with oneself and the positive role it plays in the lives of those who may be being gaslighted, I guess? Well, especially in relationship with yourself is your ability to uh, honor yourself and listen to your gut and listen to your intuition and knowing that it's not wrong. That inside or that inner voice, if it's trying to warn you and tell you, hey, watch out, be aware, something's not right, really honoring yourself by listening to it and then saying, okay, what evidence do I have that something might not be right? And really listing out that evidence so that you get outside yourself and you can compare it. But that relationship with self is so important because we innately are able to care for ourselves, but a lot of times we just don't listen to our gut and that intuition because it may be leading us to take a direction we don't want to take. Um, So that's one of the most important things people can do is get in touch with that inner voice, not the inner critic, the inner voice and that gut intuition that's trying to tell you what you need to do. Absolutely. And and that's the biggest thing, too. If you don't want to listen to it, if it's telling you something that you don't want to do, it's probably right. Oh, that's so interesting. That fear piece to it that, you know, it makes me think, what are people afraid of when it comes to that gut feeling? Is Mm -hmm. it that they're afraid of being out of a relationship or maybe being alone for a little bit until somebody else comes along the way, you know, what is really, why don't people listen to that gut feeling that they have inside? Well, all of those reasons you, you said, in addition to really not trusting self, and that's where the inner critic can come up and say, well, look, you've made all these other mistakes. It's just probably another mistake. So, you know, don't listen to it. Um, look at your screwing up again. You, you've got a bad picker. I hear that all the time. People say, well, I just got a bad picker. I'm like, no, you don't have a bad picker. You're not watching out for what you deserve and what you need. And mm. you're settling for something that won't be as healthy. But, you know, really that idea of, am I, do I deserve more? Am I worth more than this? What if I don't find somebody else? But I've invested so much time in this person. Um, and then some of the other factors come in as we talk, you know, kids, I don't want to break the family apart. I want to wait till they get into college or right. get out of high school. Or um, the other one is, you know, I don't want, you know, the kid to hate me for breaking up the family, even though I'm not breaking up. It's my partner that's causing the abuse. Um, and another one is that, you know, there can be difficulty financially supporting themselves. They may not be able to make it on their own with where they're at at this point and where they're at in life. So they fear, like, I'm not going to be able to have food, shelter, insurance, you know, what is the basic needs for me. And then if you have a family, for family as well. Mm, Yeah, so many different pieces to all of this that have to be taken into consideration. 
uh, when somebody may be experiencing gaslighting or any sort of emotional abuse or anything unhealthy in a relationship. But that's why I love so much your focus on fix yourself first mm-hmm. and work on yourself and you know loving yourself and having that honor for oneself. Because I believe that when you've got two people who are doing that same sort of thing for oneself, that's the beautiful relationship that can come together. And then you've got respect, the respect that you have for oneself, and then you've got the respect for the other person, and you recognize and see that each individual is doing their best and working hard to uh, to be the best that they can be and, uh, and not undercut or gaslight or make mm-hmm. anybody feel... Um, that they are, they've got to question themselves for what it is that they're saying or what it is that they're doing. So I believe it is just a beautiful work that you do. Thanks. I, I think it's so. I think it's just really important, and it is exactly what you said. If you've got two people in a relationship, and both people, more days than not, not every day because nobody's perfect, more days than not working on the better themselves then they're bringing their best to that relationship. Right. And there's time periods where one person is going through a crisis or difficulties or may not be able to give themselves all that time, but they'll come back around and get back started again. That's the thing about it. It's not that perfection, but that continued work and that delicate balance between taking care of yourself and showing up and giving that 100% to the relationship. Well, I really, really appreciate you again for being here today and talking about this topic and just raising a little more awareness with people of the situations that they may be in or the behaviors that may be going on in their lives that don't feel right and giving them some tools to be courageous and take a look within themselves and uh, build that relationship with themselves to do whatever they need to to live a happier and healthier life. Sure, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Before we conclude, Christy, how can people uh, learn more about your work and find you and um, uh, just everything that it that it is that you're doing? Sure, you can go to my website. It's christyoverstreet.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If people want to connect with me there, I'm happy to follow you back and look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you, Camille, for the work that you're doing and what you're putting out into the world. It's such a need right now. So thanks for all you do. You're welcome. Thank you for the thank you. It's always good to have two (laughs) people come together and do such beautiful work together. So I would love to have you on again and uh, continue uh, any other sort of topics. You just have so much to share and so much to give and so much knowledge. But thank you again for your time, and I'll look forward to talking to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks. For more information about client openings, my products, and services, you can visit theheroicsoul.com. Now is the time for you to break free and reclaim your life to becoming your own hero and living the life God has entrusted you to live.